You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show... It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Falling Skies After Show. Yeah. Season four. Mm. We're breezing through this. Um, I was not here last week. This week, Nando is not here this week <laughs> as he is over at Comic-Con or wrapping up his experience over at Comic-Con. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Drew back this week. I was really hoping. I was like, <laughs> come on, make it back. Make it back. Although you guys had a great conversation yes, last week. I kept staring into his eyes the entire time. It was wonderful. You missed out. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I, I, I you know, I should have pulled Nando, if anything. True. That's fair. But either way, he would have been glad. glad I would have felt like Ben. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, that is the voice of Roya Tahiri. Hello, everybody. Um, what a what an episode! The gang's back together, mm-hmm. but it is not the reunion we had hoped for. No, but they are together. That's all that matters, right? Family is mm. first. Is it though? Quite. I mean, I'm not questioning it, but they, you know, there, yeah. there's a lot going on there. And talking about a lot, let's talk about that opening scene. Come on, that okay. was hot. Talk about breaking up a family. You know, Ben's got his own little fantasy going on. I got a question for you. This might be getting a little too out of it, but because he was, you know, harnessed and he's technically got more strength, he's kind of like superhero abilities in a way. Is Do you think better? that makes him better than how would be um, in bed? <laughs> well, I, you know, perhaps, I don't know who who can really say those things. Um, he feels there's an emotional connection, and certainly at the end, you know, she sided with him rather than mm-hmm. Hal. So that's interesting. Now, you know, I would think you 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 have to have the love there to have a full intimate experience. But it's interesting that this is what's going on in Ben's mind. I don't know if she reciprocates at least just you know just yet maybe and then to see how come into the room breaking and not even the fact that he got shot or whatever it was he was bleeding out of his guts that's what woke him up from the dream Mm -hmm. so that was awkward (laughs) talk about you know teasing there in terms of his yeah might as well talk about ben for a little bit uh as soon as hal does come back again they're all they're all happy to see them but uh you know, we know that Hal's looking for Maggie right off the bat. Hey, have you seen a woman named Maggie? And then Ben's just—I think—I think he was happy to break it up. Yeah, Dad, Dad needs us. Yeah, that was a little awkward. You have a crush on a girl, like the person, and you can't get to them because of they're in a relationship, and you got to break up their little PDA and have them report for duty. And it's just a little, little unfortunate for Ben. Um. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I wonder, can a, can, can a relationship happen with them? I, I, it's too weird. I can't see it. I just, I mean, I want Ben to be happy. I want him to find a relationship, but. 
But she's not the one. She's, yeah. I don't think she's the one, but at the same time, Hal and Maggie's relationship is really weird, too. They don't have that same chemistry as they once did. I mean, that kiss, though, when Maggie and Hal were kissing, that was that chemistry brought me back to season, was it two or three? I think it was, I want to say end of two, maybe, with the way they were getting together. Um, but as they mentioned, Hal mentioned, they ended kind of on weird terms. He's like, I want to be with you. But it's also, again, that moment when, you know, we'll, we'll kind of revisit this from the different perspectives, but let's, let's talk about Sarah and Ben's perspective of basically the villagers all I angry. You still call, call her Sarah. You don't commit to Maggie. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. Maggie. No, Ma- it's cool. You can stick with Sarah. I'll stick with Drew. So. I don't know why. It's just, it's just how I've gotten to know her and it's, you know. That's fair. Old habits die hard. Um, Maggie. You know, she she has that great speech of like, hey, I'm the first one to want to kill. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But I don't have a strong enough reason to kill her just yet. Yeah, at the very end. there isn't one. You know, and obviously that's through convincing of Ben because he has that talk with her. And so... And he calls her beautiful. I thought I wasn't sure if that was a slip up on his end because he said, you were happy, you were beautiful. And then he kind of gets, you know, a little afraid. Of what he just said, as if it was too much to her, and kind of release his feelings about her, mm-hmm. and she obviously caught on. But <laughs> well, it's hope such... is what Ben is. So the, does Ben like non-confrontational Maggie versus Hal's confrontational Maggie? Because because obviously there's a parallel between the brothers. Yeah. And now is there is there two sides to Maggie? I, I just found it a little weird that Ben was more hopeful and positive this time. Versus the past few episodes where he's been kind of like gung-ho about figuring out what Lexi's up to, why is she doing this, and questioning everything. And Maggie was the one, like he was saying, that was happy and very, there is no fight. Yeah. It's kind of weird to see him take that turn from being gung-ho to, well, nothing's been happening. Why can't we see? There might be hope. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because of Hal showing up. Um, and even be. Tom says, it's you know, we don't know where this is headed. And so, um, I think it's... It's typical thinking that you have to do something right away. Um, sometimes you need to wait. You know, mm-hmm. obviously indecision is bad and can lead to terrible things. But in, in certain scenarios, don't act too hastily. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think Tom has that quality, or um, Ben has that quality from Tom. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, speaking of how I really like, I, I like where this is going because you know. You know, I like you leading, right? There's the whole whole arc of Hal has been him becoming a leader, and now he's a leader against his father. I'll get into it for predictions, but I'm not liking that at all because of the, where that character is going to end up going. Think, Why you think he's going? I think he's going to go underground. Underground. I don't yeah. Know. We'll, we'll talk. I don't want that to happen, but, but bad but, things are happening. But even when they reunite, right? Hal basically says. You know, you know, I had to kind of take orders, and he's like, I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was that connection. Mm-hmm. Passing the torch kind of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, Tom, uh, there was that whole angry moment with the cocoon, and, and and as Tom comes back, he was like, I was ready to apologize to you, and this is what I find, and that's the splinter. The conjuring of the whole group and how being on Maggie's side about we need to take charge. Yeah. That. Do you blame Hal for wanting to know? What Maggie had to say. I don't blame him for what she had to say, but I think he needed to, in that moment, step up like Ben did in a public setting. 
You know, if, especially if he – here's the thing. Um, because he is such a leader in these moments, you know, he should have been the one to say, hey, let's hear her out. But listen, guys, this is not – you know, mm-hmm. I understand this seems like it's the way to go, but there are other options. Yeah. And that's what he didn't do. That was the time but to But did act. he want to? Of course he didn't want to. That's uh-huh. the problem. He was more on that side. Okay. You know? But he wasn't the, he wasn't being the leader that you know he he was in that moment he wasn't a leader because he was just l- listening to the crowd mm-hmm. and what the crowd wanted and as a leader he had to make that tough decision um and so he's you know i mean he's by the end he's being influenced by pope it's him and pope right now leading the pack what's wrong with that what's wrong with pope leading the pack Obviously, Pope's- charging head first is not the best option, like you just mentioned. But Pope is someone's got to have a backbone, and Pope was his Hal's little backbone. I mean, is like because, um, like Hal mentioned to Tom, we can't just sit around while they're they're destroying humans everywhere and they're annihilating us. We have to do something about. It. We can't just take a break. This isn't that kind of world. When Tom wanted to take a break and protect his daughter, I get you know um, Pope. Sometimes has good arguments, but again, Pope is very selfish. Whereas I, I do have to applaud Hal for having those moments when he says, you know, back when you shot Karen, you know, uh, you did it. And mm-hmm. I, I felt that she could be saved. And so that was a really good argument. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it was as strong, but saying, you know, hey, we all have to trust each other. Isn't that what you said back at the camp? So that yeah. one wasn't as strong, but the Karen one was certainly really Especially powerful. when it's obviously Tom's going to trust you, Hal, because you're his son. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, I just, uh, I find it, I find it good how they're using all the things that Tom ha- has taught Hal. Hal's now using it against him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't like Pope. Pope's, here's the thing, Pope can surprise you. He's like a hobbit. He can surprise you at any moment, but this is where the comparison to a hobbit ends. You can't trust him. Ultimately. Are we talking about the hobbit from Lord of the Rings, or are we talking about the hobbit like Kim Kardashian from South Park? No one knows that. <laughs> Just the regular hobbit. Okay. Just the regular hobbit. Okay, no one. Very few people, I'm sure. I mean, hey. Because that's a complete of, difference, the hobbit, like you I mentioned. I understand. Okay. So I want to clarify that for those, you know, might be listening. I'm quoting the Gandalf quote that okay. says, you know, you can learn to know hobbits for hundreds of years, but they yeah, and yet they can still surprise you. Very I well believe played. he sells that to Frodo, maybe Bilbo, one of the two. Okay. Anyway, enough about it. Nick in the booth is laughing about <laughs> hobbits. Anyway, <laughs> um, anything else you want to? Let's talk about. I want to talk about Pope. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Well, because you seem to like him, and I, I seem like to. Him. Why? Because he acts. He doesn't just sit on his butt with his thumb up his bum. And he actually does things. Okay, yeah, but he, then it's not the right move. But he's very... Okay. So that's great. Just do anything. As, but He has the best intention. So when he... They first, no, he doesn't! When he came first... You'd be the first one to say that! No, when he first came into the camp... Best intention... I didn't say for who. I just said he's got best intention. So when they first came into the camp, there was apples. He went and he started throwing the apples out to the people because they were hungry. One of the people at the camp that were like, whoa, those are my apples. What are you doing? And Lexi comes, or no, it was Loris, and she goes, they're hungry. Don't worry about it. Let them eat. Yeah, but he should have been the one to say that. He should have been like, hey, do you mind if we take these apples? We're hungry. 
you seem to have that. Is this a Disney plenty. movie that we have to ask? Like, come on, it's apples. Let's share the apples. Tom would ask. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. He was. Part, he's technically a part of that group, so he did not ask. He took and enjoyed. I'm just saying. I think. <laughs> I think if if Pope is left unchecked, no good can come of it. Well, let's see. He survived this far, this long. So there's some good that's come out of it. And Sarah survived. Not yeah. Maggie, the other character. Well, he certainly, as soon as he saw... Which wasn't in this episode, but... As soon as he saw the mech, he knew something was off. Yep. And he spat on it. <laughs> he he did. But he just knew um, if she's... if, if ba- What does he call her? Ba- baby Mason. Oh, yeah. Baby Mason. Yeah. Some babies. Yeah. Yeah. If she's able to do this... She must be really powerful. And again, he doesn't know the full extent of everything that's going on. He just knows, like, wow. In his mind, a baby took down a mech. Well, Anthony lets him know that she's not a baby anymore. But he's still... Anthony just seems pissed off, too. (laughs) About the whole funny being let loose. He's like, how did she do it? (laughs) How did she do? Yeah, especially when there should be people watching it. Watching this funny. Yeah, but she's powerful. True. But apparently it was Lourdes, though. She's equally powerful. Oh, Lourdes. Oh, man. Can we talk about her? What do you want to talk about her? What's up with her? I just... She's still... I'm glad that the character stayed the same throughout this this season so far, so she hasn't gone back yeah, and forth. Th- there's no character arc whatsoever. She's exactly. Just... <laughs> she's, she's like a hippie... Pope says it right. He called her like a hippie-loving uh, Svenny something, and he mm-hmm. called her out on being that. When they were trying to hook arms and... Stop them from crossing over to get to Lexi, which was a little bit mm-hmm. abrupt. But anyways, um, yeah, no, it's just I don't get it. I don't get her. Why? Why? I mean, we see a little she, when she's talking to Tom and she goes, well, you remember when I had that fear? Well, Lexi took it out of me. And what was it? I wrote it down somewhere. Um, she's not working with them. She is them. Well, I mean, she's let Lourdes was consumed by fear. I mean, part of it. it, it it's interesting because you know, if you look at all of this, this, I mean, it's basically evolution, right? And uh, as Hal says to Tom, like, you know, we're basically on the verge of extinction. And, you know, this, what Lexi, I, it seems like, well, this whole season is going to, you know, the next phase of humans, right? Whether or not how human they are, I don't know. Whether they have free will, that's to be debated, you know, and we've debated that. But, you know, Basically, it's as she says, it's fearing change. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they just give in, it might not be so bad, you know. But all animals, I guess, face you know are scared of extinction and will fight. The fact that she doesn't—I don't know—she's she's she's a weird cookie. <laughs> but she believes, you yeah. know. So I, I'm not going to fault her for that. And, and you know, more and more, Anne and you know Tom's quick to certainly um, be part of her team. Yeah, that that was – I'm glad he didn't completely fall for what she said. Not fall for, but uh, how would I explain it? Kind of believe her. Mm-hmm. He even admits, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that yet, which I like, And versus him being like, okay, no, you're right. Okay, I trust you. Let's. Lexi probably knows what's going on. Okay, cool. Let's just go with it. Yeah. I'm glad he was thinking about it and didn't commit. Um, I I love the explanation of kind of what's going on with Lexi. Mm-hmm. The, Butterfly that, versus caterpillar. Yeah, it was, it was very well explained. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like um, I don't like our friend Kochi as much this season. 
Cochise isn't in this, right? In this episode, that wasn't Cochise. That was Shaq. Oh. Yeah. That's why you don't like him because he's not the same. (laughs) They all look alike to me. Well, yeah. But But even even so, I just... You don't like the volume? Yeah. They're very... Just give an answer. That's the one thing about Pope is that at the very least, he's very direct. Yeah. You know? So say what you mean. Mm Mm-hmm. And stop being so cryptic, yeah. and I don't, I just, what the hell are you talking about? Bones were like, oh, um, yeah, there's something bad. Well, what happened? I gotta, whew, look at the time. I gotta go, and they just walk off. Can you give him an answer? <laughs> Tom's even like, wait, hold on. What so, happens? Uh, oh. so I don't, I don't like that oh, about that's... the bone. Um, you know, obviously they're our friends, but it's, you know, they haven't, yes, they've helped. You know, I don't know. Well, Kochi's more of a friend. The Volm, not so much since they bailed. The whole majority of them bailed the planet. Yeah. Um, but Shaq is trying to be their friend, in a way. In a way. He comes back to Hal, and he talks to him. He does, so he kind of made up for it. But again, it's, it's one of the... Yeah, I'm not I'm not satisfied with what we're getting from them. And I just wish there was more. For, just say what you... Just say it. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? You know? And even when he did go back to Tom or to Hal, he didn't really explain what happened. He just said, "I've lost a lot of, I've lost seven brothers that day." When he talks about how um, they had the worst case scenario is that she kills you all. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the best case? You can't say one and the other. You gotta tell us both. And he just goes, "They get she gets uh, when they come out of the cocoon. They're most violent. They attack body and mind, and they radiate heat um, when they sense danger." So all the other cocoons that were around them sunset heat that's what their experience was yeah. uh which makes me wonder that whole body and mind thing when uh weaver touched the cocoon and it burned his hand is mm. that gonna have a long-term effect on him mm. maybe i don't know i don't think so no weaver's been through a lot i don't think he's gonna <laughs> need that okay you never i know. mean here's the thing as, as we're talking about it more and more from a evidence standpoint all everything points to like just you got to kill her. Yeah. That would be the simplest, but you don't know what would happen, as Tom mentioned to Anne when she first tried to stab... By the way, Anne and her reactions just to attack things for her daughter, obviously, to protect her. But when she was trying to break the cocoon, he goes, mm. whoa, hold on, we don't know. You remember when I saw Ben with his harness and I wanted to rip that thing off? We didn't know. I love a lot of the um, comments that they kept referring back to season one, season two, and they kept mm. tying it all together. But... The same kind of thing. They don't know what would happen if they tore open the cocoon. What would happen to Lexi? Well, again, I think Anne might not have, but if the goal was to kill her, then that would have been the right choice. Right, but she was trying to save, Anne was trying to save Lexi when she first saw her in a cocoon. Yeah, but as we know, a caterpillar that comes out of its cocoon is dead. Yeah. Neither sad. butterfly nor caterpillar. That's dead. super sad. <laughs> so kids, don't mess with cocoons. Caterpillars, let them become a beautiful butterfly. But that's the problem, you know. Uh, you know, so th- that's why the analogy is so amazing because mm-hmm. you're either a caterpillar or you're a butterfly. You cannot be both. True, and unless you live in a Disney movie. Well, <laughs> this is on TNT, so it's really not Pixar, that. Pixar, sorry, Pixar. Um, and uh, again, I'm really interested to see where this is going. But um, yeah, because we see. Oh, well, I guess we will talk about it. Well, let's talk about Anne then. Okay. You know, because this is... Which, by the way, she took nine CCs total. She took nine? Well, because she got... Three the first time. Three the first time. Uh, six the second time, which, 
She just woke up. I mean, I don't know how long she was asleep for. If we're using inception time, (laughs) then must have only been two minutes. Yeah. So then she went for a total of nine cc's. That's true. That's a really good point. I did not (laughs) really pay attention to that little detail. But yeah. And Inception, she should have had her little toy to make sure that she knew when she woke up that that was real life. Yeah, because she was she was just going all kinds of. And Doctor Kadar calls her Doctor Glass first time this season. She's been called Doctor versus Anne, and this, and this, and I like that because remember how I kept saying that this entire mm-hmm. season so far. I'm like, they Anne is just a warrior right now, she, but now she's a doctor going under uh, to rescue her daughter in the best way possible through science or medicine. Sorry. Well, it's 50-50, as he says. He was all about doing it, though. He was, but it's, <laughs> here's the thing. It's not quite science. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's part hypnosis, yeah, yeah. part sedation. So how can't be fully scientific. And her thinking about Sammy and how Sammy died, that was sad. Was she upset at the, you, you know, um, at that fact of, like, you told me to think of my... <laughs> Like, Should be more clear. <laughs> Should have said, "Think about Lexi, not your other child that you wanted to save." Come on. But obviously, it convinced her that it was working, so didn't really matter. Yeah. Where, where is this leading? You know, I, I, I about bringing Sammy in. No, I don't or, think that. I don't think that has anything to do with anything. I, I think it just, you know, was nice. It was a nice reminder of what she had lost and how she is not going to let that happen again. That was a brutal loss, though. That was like split second. She couldn't even do anything. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely wow. agree. Which is why she, you know, she knows that pain and she doesn't want to go through that mm-hmm. pain ever again. Yeah, and we, you know, that's why Weaver, you know, he ultimately, I don't know if he ultimately believes that Lexi has to die, but as he says, you you know, uh, given the events of uh, was it two weeks ago, yeah, if there's a chance she's in there, you fight for it. Yeah, with his experience about his daughter. Yeah, so. That uh, that also makes me a little weird. Like, I feel like their judgment's a little clouded because it's so. Mm, you gotta save him because you love him. If you got a chance, you gotta save him because you can. Not well. Hey, aliens are attacking again. It just and we gotta blur the line. Or the lines have to be more clearly drawn. Yeah, you know. Because I can guarantee, if Henry was still alive from trying to save his wife, that and he said something about them. Oh, that's my daughter. We should not kill her. They'd be like, uh, sorry, Henry, and they'd kill it. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you, you know, you have to, you, especially especially Tom as leader, you have to know clear, concise rules because then it's like, well, so he stole a couple of apples, but that's because he was hungry. Don't bring Pope into this. <laughs> I'm just, I, hey, it's Leave just, Pope out of it. I'm just using ingredients from the past, okay? So it's the like one of those. just this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. You went really far. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, uh, where does the line end? If, like, you are not allowed to steal apples is the law, well, you know, but he stole because he was hungry. It just it just goes down a slippery slope. And that's how that's how society fails. Do you want society to fail? Maybe. <laughs> um, so back to Anne and, and her coma-induced state. Yeah, I mean, I... I want it just more, you know? I'm so selfish, you know? I want the next episode now. Yeah. Well, so she sees in her second flashback is not obviously not Sammy, but Karen is there holding baby Lexi. And she Karen tells the baby, like, oh, you're not going to need her for very long about Anne. You're going to need Daddy soon, basically. 
and, and daddy is the shvenny. Yep, and human needs need uh, nurturing, so it's gonna take a while. But then the cocoon goes over. That would be really freaky. No, okay. And so, it still doesn't answer our question of how did Anne get out of the cocoon. We still never got that really answered. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this: When it was predicted that Lexi would die soon because she, you know, she ages faster than a normal human being, mm-hmm. and we never really got a clear answer as to what that meant. You know, if it's years, months, minutes, seconds, is she metaphorically? Was it supposed to be a metaphorical dying because now she's this weird cocoon? Could be. I mean, we did see her skin. Oh, I guess that was for the cocoon, huh? Yeah. She was looking at Yeah, her. that was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> what was your question? I'm sorry. I got distracted by the mem- remembering the hand. Um, in that sense, is this a dying of Lexi? Lexi the human? Yeah. I think so, but I think Lexi the human Or was is... it a false prophecy, you know, you know, using using the Hobbit as, 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 as our example? Might as well stick to that. You, you know how they have the crystal balls, but the the whole idea was that no matter what, you know, everyone saw what they wanted to see, and they saw the wrong portion, and so you know. Mm-hmm. So while it we could. Pre- predict that Alexi was going to die, yes, she's sort of met, uh, metaphorically dying, but she's still part of her. You know, she's just changing instead of dying, like a butterfly. Um, that I think that's probably the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Especially since he's a cocoon or butterfly versus caterpillar kind of. And is she is she being lied to? I mean, she 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 for better or worse believes that there is peace and she understands what she must do. Well, here's where I think because you're talking about like a is she being double agent or is she really? I don't think I don't think she's a double agent. I if she is a double agent, she. she she doesn't know about it, right? It's it'd be like Lord is being fooled by Lexi and just you know. But I think I think Lexi truly believes what she is doing. But is she being lied to? She is being lied to, but I think Lexi is smart enough to know that she's being lied to, and she's using the Shveni. This I'm going really crazy here now, but she's going to use the Shveni as a way to bring them all together, like she's saying. But it's going to be different because God, now I just. So she not, she like, made a not, comment though too in her. So when Anne wakes up from her coco- or her second flashback, but it's not really awake. She's in her another one, or she's out of state. Uh, Lexi comes to visit her. She goes, "Come with me. I want you to see something." She takes her to her memory. That whole part, I feel like, was kind of Lexi telling Anne, "Hey, I know what I've seen. I'm going to help you. I still remember this is my earliest memory." And she even says, "I'll always choose my family." You are my family. So I think she's telling Anne that she's going to be with her. She's choosing, yeah, Lexi, the human may be dead, but she's going to choose the humans. Okay, but it's also one of those, you could argue that this episode shows the selfishness of the Masons. Because Tom's, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Hal comes in there like, hey, you know, everyone's, whatever, they need you. Aren't you going to say anything? He's like, I'm going to be here for my daughter. Yeah. And so it, it... they're kind of becoming selfish more and more, and so yeah, they they might be able to walk away from this unscathed. But what about the rest of humanity? What about the Nazi youth camp? Nazi, you know, yeah. Hitler youth camp. <laughs> I don't know. We won't know until they go and try and rescue them. If ever, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. This season's getting crazy though. It's starting to build up. It is, you know, they they brought it back. 
by obviously bringing everyone back. Um, and but it wasn't. It was not the welcome home we wanted. Mm-mm. I thought. I thought for sure like there would be just kind of some big event towards the end. But you know they were kind of gonna recalibrate. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was no calibration. There was no love. Yeah. Uh, there was no time for that. I mean, that. there was love. There was love. I think yeah. Anne and Lexi reunited in a way. Because Anne figured out Lexi's going to always need her as long as Lexi needs her. Mm-hmm. And that's when she puts her hand up and Lexi wakes up too and puts her hand on. Which was really creepy, to be honest. I was like seeing a baby in a womb and then all of a sudden like wake up and be like, meh. That's what it looked like. It's like E.T. though. They have that connection. That's, oh man. That's freaky. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it, it's just the it, it's just the the biggest question of tonight's episode is Lexi going to be okay? Or and, and you know, how many times do you see in sci-fi like humans' greatest strength is hope, right? So by you know may, maybe if she just retains hope that there can be peace no matter what. I mean, is Lexi's ultimate goal to bring peace no matter what? And can she bring it in her almighty state? I think she can. But will she survive? I don't know. As long as she brings peace, who cares if she survives? (laughs) But I got another question for you. In the beginning of the episode, before they're all reunited, Hal's looking up at the moon. And he sees a green dot. And then it disappears. What was that green dot? Vom. Yeah, you think they're coming back? I think I mean it would be it would be ET phone home kind it, of thing. It would be a nice surprise. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to bring that up because I wasn't sure. It kind of got brushed off in it the did. entire episode. It did. It did. And I wanted to know what it meant. I don't know. I, I don't know. It could be the Vol. Okay. That's that's the best guess that I have right now. That's fair. I'll... Um. Or it could have been. I don't know. <laughs> Was it the Ashvedi overlord leaving? <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna because leave now. He's just, well, because he escaped, and so he's got to uh, go do his things. And then, he'll, but he'll be back. He teleports upward. I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. I, 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 I don't know. Your guess is, guess is as good as mine. Anyway, what oh, else? oh, when the group was starting to charge, sorry, I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, when Hal and uh, Hope are trying to go up and talk to Tom about trying to destroy the cocoon. Um, <laughs> Why was it that when Tom tells Maggie, I'm sorry, Hal tells Maggie to tell Tom what he told her, she told him, why was that a strong support? Why didn't he just say what the Volm told him about Lexi and the cocoon? I felt like that was a stronger point than Maggie's powerfulness that she saw Lexi do. Um, just because he wanted... Want to choose between him and Ben? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that. metaphorically. I mean, <laughs> but yes, uh, in, in that scenario, because Maggie's been there longer, and she's the one who started this whole uprising. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he felt that perhaps she should be the one to help lead this, and that maybe her as not a family member and not Pope, because Pope's not right. You know, that's fair. <laughs> that perhaps she could convince him logically that this is incorrect. Okay. I just want to ask that. Too. Well, there you go. Now you know. Okay. And if you don't know, now you know. The more you know. Um. All right. Let's get into some predictions. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Um. 
I don't know. We've got a couple more episodes left. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see the Vuln come back and maybe, we, you know, we have like just mass genocide, you know. We kind of... With the Vuln? Yeah. No, not them versus the Vuln. No, 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 but no. With the Vuln. With the Vuln, like with, they did in... Yeah. Second season? Third season? Second? Third? Kind of both. <laughs> kind of both. Yeah. Um, obviously, I really want to see what's going to immediately happen after this. You know, with, with Lexi... Does she come out of the cocoon? Do you think she does? Yeah. What do you, what, do you, what is the time span on this? How long does a butterfly need? Three days. Okay. Well, <laughs> how long does she need? Uh, one and a half, probably. Uh, well, th- th- that's the thing. You would obviously they're going to try and protect Lexi because that's their decision. That's what they're going to do is they're going to protect her in the cocoon. So and is she going to look like Lexi though, or is she literally going to look like an alien? I'd feel bad for the actress if she didn't look like Lexi. If they had to cover up with makeup and have her look like Cochise, that would suck. <laughs> well, Cochise is a bone. But she would not have to need a fan anymore. No. She yeah. need, She would... I mean, is she going to be like... If she comes out there looking like an Ashveni, she's done for. Yeah. Or the skitterized humans. Mm. Do you think it would be more like that? No. Because, again, she's different. She's neither human nor Ashveni. Like, what does that equal? Right now she looks human. Is she going to completely just change? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out. She It will be revealed what she looks like eventually. I don't think it's going to be in this next episode. If she does, it might be like they see her, but we don't see her. Part of me wants her to turn into an Shveni. You just want to see that trouble, huh? Trouble in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, according to the prophecy of a caterpillar, it's either going to be one or the other. Yeah. So. Well. And luckily, we know what one and the other means in this case. But at the same time, the, according to the prophecy, she shouldn't be existing. You know, an alien and a human combined, that's a little fishy to begin with. So maybe she will be the opposite of what we think. Yes. <laughs> that made no now, sense. <laughs> now, on another point, um, nothing bad ultimately happened, but there were lots of weapons within Chinatown. I found that rather odd because everyone's just walking around with guns and that was made to be such a big point of contention in past <laughs> episodes of, like, no weapons! <laughs> well, when she's in a cocoon, weapon, weapons are okay. Lorna's can't tell people no weapons without Lexi behind her. I mean, I just <laughs> I just felt that literally something bad happens anytime there's a weapon, you know? Yeah. Any show you watch, anytime there's a weapon, usually. In Chinatown. In Chinatown, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Outside the perimeter, we're okay. Chinatown, not so much. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, part of me, you know, I hope that Lexi pulls through, but I, I'm also curious, just maybe out of curiosity's sake, to see this go down where she's evil, where she has been lied to. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it would absolutely destroy Anne. Um, and so I'm sadistic in that way. Maybe yeah. I just want to see, like, how much hope the Mason family can have when Hal went against Tom and if Hal proves to be right in this situation and Anne, who's never really had it easy, now has just another loss in her life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, speaking of how she felt when she lost Sammy, imagine a second loss. But she did recover from Sammy. So maybe there's hope that she could recover if she loses Lexi. You know, and that would really test the 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 hope and resolve of the humans. Yeah. And that would, that would, to me, be most interesting. 
Yeah. But what do you think for next week? What do you think? Like, because what we see in the preview, it's like World War Three, basically, with the the uh, Sveni that looks like a robot uh, robot to me um, comes and he finds Tom, which I find a little weird because you would think that he would have had a meeting with his little other buddy, the Jedi guy, uh, the, saying that Tom's with Lexi and Lexi is supposed to be protected. So why would this guy attack the camp if it's the camp? Because he obviously found Tom. He's on revenge. Mm-hmm. But we see bodies are burned. We see gunfight. It's chaos. Well, I mean, they keep referring to Mason, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. they're referring to Tom. They could actually be referring to Hal. So who knows, mm-hmm. actually. But um, I, I, they've been going after him for a little bit. And so I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. There's, Do you- there might be a message of like, hey, go meet with these people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think in this next episode we are going to lose an important character or a character that's been with us since season one? No, I think that would come later. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? I think, honestly, if anyone could die, could be Hal. Do you think Ben's going to reveal his feelings even more for Maggie? Mm, what is, I mean, I know what he has to gain. Yeah. But right now is not the time I, I, for I, this. I feel like his dream meant more than just a dream. So I think something bad's going to happen to Hal. Okay. Like, yeah, sex dream is amazing. But at the same time, his brother came in bleeding. So. Which is why I think ultimately Hal's going to die. I do too, and I don't want that to happen. Hey, come back reincarnated somehow. Please do. <laughs> you know, it'd be like a landfill from a beer fest. Like, hey. Just can you do me one, you know, where he comes back. Lexi it's, brings but him it's back same, somehow. <laughs> but it's the same character, and he's like, hey, just I'm his brother, but can you guys just do me one favor and call me Landfell? Yeah. In honor of the memory. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry that Nando Velasquez was not here with us, but you can follow him at Nando Vel, right? I think so. Maybe um, an underscore there somewhere. <laughs> check out all the other after shows when he says it. <laughs> Anyway, what about you? Where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRoy. That's H-E-Y-R-O-Y-A. And I'm following Nando, so if you want to try and find him, you can look at mine, find him, follow him, and then not follow me. That That's cool. I get it. But you, Phil, where can we find you? <laughs> uh, follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, lots going on. Lots of theories with mm-hmm. Falling Skies. iTunes, too. Let's, let's hear your comments. Rate us on iTunes and... I like the conversation that's happening on YouTube channels as well. That was fun. Yeah, the, the YouTube combo is, is getting lengthy. If I had to print this out, it would be a lot of pages. <laughs> so thank you guys for participating. Obviously, an amazing show with amazing stuff to theorize about. Um, this episode, I'm looking forward to your guys' comments and questions. So let us know, and we will try to address as many as we can. We have our own crazy theories. Half the time, they're never right. <laughs> That's usually but, me, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we try as best we can anyway. So, we'll see you next week here, Sunday night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.